Hey there, and welcome to Drunk Distory Presents The Dark Ride, a fun Disney Parks-themed game show with zero prizes and lots of drinking. My name is Adrian Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Bieber. We are two people who love Disney Parks and started this podcast because we know there are other Disney Parks fans out there who, like us, aren't perfect and PG-rated. And if that's you, then this is the show for you. Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's find out what attraction we're going to talk about today. It's the happy littlest cruise to nowhere, or to a nightmare if you're afraid of 300 singing animatronic children. It's a small world. Get on board and get excited. We're going to gather some facts, and we'll be right back. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's going on, Adrian? Did that music just make you feel so cheerful? I'm I'm so happy. I'm dancing in my pants. Are you earwormed? <laughs> yeah, uh, not yet, but I'm sure by the end of this, I'm not going to be able to get it out of my head by the end of the night. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so just going to have to drink because... myself, uh, drink myself to sleep. I think tonight. Yeah. No. This we're going to make sure you have a lot of alcohol in front of you because I feel like we're going to be drinking a lot during the game on this episode, and we don't want to just drink the two of us. We want to invite oh. someone to drink along with. Yeah. Us let's let's make friends. Let's make friends. So. You know him as my former co-host of the Sweaty Contest podcast and my former castmate on Assholes and, of course, from his critically acclaimed comedy album, Calzone Farm. It's my dear friend and comedy bestie, Mike Salona. Welcome, Mike. Boo! (laughs) How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. I'm quarantined. I've been eating pizza a lot and just uh, rethinking life decisions. If you add ice cream to that, then you're basically at Disney. Uh, yeah, except I'm I'm paying two dollars for Shoprite brand pizza and not forty dollars <laughs> a slice. Mike, my favorite picture of you at the Disney parks is it was like nine a.m. and you're like Disney is the only place you can eat pizza. I mean, um, ice cream at nine a.m. Yeah, I um, my first time there as an adult was on my honeymoon, and we I tried to eat ice cream at every meal. Mm. Yeah, that's a solid that's a solid game plan. I mean, that's the drinking around the world of Disney. It's just you know, like ice cream and everything. Yeah. You're trying to start your relationship off right. And that's the <laughs> only way to do it. So I, I, I totally agree with you. I wish you guys could see our, our um, podcasting Zoom that's going on because Mike is literally wearing the bridal mini ears from when him and his wife, the lovely Jen Salona, uh, took their honeymoon in Disney World. He's quite fetching in this in this cap. Let me tell you. You look so pretty. I feel like Gaston right now <laughs> after eating a dozen eggs like a lunatic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, we love Disney, and um, we made a mistake of going there on our honeymoon uh, the first week of July. July. Oh, it so was, it was Fourth of July week. It we it was right. We flew back on the Fourth of July. Mm. But it was literally um, in the hundreds and the parks were empty because it was a severe heat warning. Oh, <laughs> so it was nice because you got on every ride. You're lucky. That typically doesn't stop those uh, <laughs> those Brazilians from uh, you, taking over. It was us and a bunch of Brazilians. It was my wife's dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but literally, we 
you would step outside of your resort and right away you were like sticky. Yeah. It, it That's was so part of the experience, Mike. Every ride you after every ride you had to go into a um a gift shop just to get back to neutral. Right. Because it it was it was seriously deathly. The first day we did park hoppers and by five o'clock we were both like gagging and had to leave. Like we had um a reservation for dinner at the some Italian place where the it's themed after the two dogs that eat spaghetti. Mama Melrose. Yeah, Mama Melrose. Yeah. And um, Seemed we had to get it to go because we were like, this is disgust. Like, I- I'm going to throw up. Yeah, no, it's really disgusting to eat Italian food in 100 degree weather. It's not it's not made for that. And Adrian, you know me for me to turn down Italian food. I mean, that's yeah, that means you were really uncomfortable. Um, yeah. So what made you guys decide to go to Disney for your honeymoon? Because we're not one of those people where it's like, let's just sit on a beach like it, I, I want to do something. Um, right. But it was a large undertaking. I mean, we went for a week and we went to, we had park hoppers like every day. It was exhausting. And my wife's the type of person where it's like you, where I see when you go on your trip, it's like at 5 a.m. You guys are up there to see this special, yeah, you know, Dr. Disney's there with uh, signing autographs. I'm like, he's a college dropout. I don't care. (laughs) It's just like, um, I just want to go on a couple of rides and eat ice cream. But my wife is like Disney to the T, where she's like, it, she organizes and she's like, at 7.15, we're meeting Daffy Duck. It's going to be a four-hour wait. At <laughs> 7.20, then we have to dance with Chip and Dale. I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, I love your wife. Yeah, I like exactly what I do. <laughs> I, I yeah, we have like autograph books. I'm a 35-year-old getting autographs <laughs> from college dropouts wearing masks. Uh, Mike, they're in college. They're not quite college dropouts <laughs> yet. Why does um, Goofy smell like weed? <laughs> So what what is Disney like now that you have two children, two adorable miserable. little boys? It's miserable. Yeah. It I always say, uh, like I talk about Disney in my act, it's the happiest place on earth if you go alone. Mm. That's which is what yeah, I do. My, I go alone all the time. That's my preferred. And that's why you're now. smiling. You're always smiling. I'm always you, smiling. It's like um, you know, I I just it's think of it as going with friends that are irritating. Yeah. Family. It's like, well, I want to do it like this or every every special thing gets ruined. Yeah. The definition of family is friends that are irritating. Yeah. Friends that you can't tell the fuck off is that's like a problem. You can. Oh. You can. <laughs> well, this year we made the mistake. We went with all our family. Ooh. Like you mean extended family. Yeah. So like grandma and grandpa came and like my parents are hardcore smokers and they found out that you can no longer smoke in the parks. So yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, I had a tough yeah, time I, with my, my brother uh, that way as well. Yeah, and just everything's planned. So, like, my kids wake up at 6 in the morning. So we're at the park at as soon as it opens, eating breakfast with Goofy and the gang. And my parents are like, ah, we'll meet you there. And it's like, well, you can't get on these rides then because, like, we signed you in for the, like, they don't understand. They don't understand the fast pass system. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's difficult to do a large group there. It really is the best by yourself. If anybody yeah. listening at home is ever, I mean, we don't know if we'll ever be able to go back again, but if we are ever able to go back again, go by yourself. You you have the best time. I literally can't recommend it 
anymore. I'm my favorite person to go to Disney with. Yeah, now. absolutely. I, I'm, I'm like <laughs> tempted to book a ticket to Shanghai and just get this get this thing going now. <laughs> get this thing started. No, Ryan, if you're going to Shanghai, I'm coming with. Thirty percent occupancy. Sorry. Let me let me have a little bit of that. That's the only thing too. Like I've only been to the one in Florida, and that's like the. You know the fast food of Disney's probably. Oh no, it's that's that's oh, yeah. the that's the Cadillac baby. Oh, oh is yeah. it? Well, I just assumed Florida. I mean, if a Cadillac Cadillacs aren't that nice anymore, but like you know, it's a Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> it's a seventies yeah, Cadillac in two thousand twenty. All right. <laughs> so, um, this is a drinking uh, podcast. So, I want to talk about what we're drinking today. Personally, me, if I'm on a boat. I like to be drinking beer, but because we like to do cocktails here, we're going to have a beer cocktail called It's a Tall Brew, after all. All you need is three ounces of light beer, uh, like a pale ale, um, six ounces of orange or peach soda. Uh, You pour that over ice and combine it all together and garnish it with a strawberry if you're a lady like myself. Peach soda, you Uh, fancy bitch. (laughs) I know. Southern value. I know. Y'all, it's delicious. Okay, so we also like to drink out of um, Disney mugs. So, um, Ryan, what mug are you drinking out of today? I'm drinking out of my honey pot today. So uh, it's like, uh, it's a to-go mug. Uh, so it's got like, uh, you know, it's got my little topper on it when I when I take it in the car. Uh, but so you take this mug around yeah, you can, ta- yeah, around I take Brooklyn. this mug around town with me, let people know what I'm working <laughs> with. And uh, and it's uh, it's shaped after, uh, you know, like Pooh's, Pooh's honey pot. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very cute. Yeah. Um, Mike, you drink it with you? no pants on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no that's what we're all doing yeah. that. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to the Zoom lifestyle now, so it's, you know, no pants are, you know, key. No I'm pants life. Uh, the free mug that you spend thousands of dollars for your room. <laughs> the fr- You're drinking out of the refillable mug. The refillable um, mug that you can't bring to the park because it's a nuisance. And, and it doesn't never work in the park. So... Yeah, no, those things, and then they just become this, and you can't even put it in the microwave when you go home. So it's like the most wasted piece of plastic, but it's cute. Um, I'm drinking out of I'm drinking out of a white mug that looks like it's a Starbucks mug, like the logo, but really it's Elsa, and it says frozen coffee. And I liked it because I like ice. I like iced coffee, and I'm also cold hearted. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's cover the basics of this ride before we get into it. Um, we're talking about It's a Small World at the Magic Kingdom. It's also at Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, and Hong Kong Disneyland. And the inaugural version premiered at the 1964 World's Yeah, Fair. this shit is an invasive species. It is everywhere. Yeah. It's a disease like coronavirus. Um, it's spreading. So it's an opening day attraction at the Magic Kingdom, uh, October 1st, 1971. Small World is a water-based boat ride. The ride features over 300 auto-animatronic dolls on traditional, in traditional costumes from cultures around the world, frolicking in the spirit of international unity and singing the attraction's title song, which has a theme of global peace. I'm talking about, of course, the Sherman Brothers song, It's a Small World. Which is most publicly, which is the most publicly performed song of all time? That's oh. wild. I think we get to. I, I think Sherman Brothers are inaugural uh, Imagineers. I think we should drink. Uh, we should drink. Yeah, drink for drink for the Sherman Bros, the boys drink. as well. What used to call them the Shermanita. The and you cannot mention this ride without mentioning some other big names in Imagineering. So get ready to drink again. Uh, starting off with, of course, Mary Blair, who was responsible for the attraction's whimsical design. Oh, Mary. 
and color styling uh, scenes and characters were designed by Mark Davis. His wife, Alice Davis, designed the costumes for the dolls. One of my personal favorites, Raleigh Crump, I have his book called It's Kind of a Funny Story, uh, designed the toys and other supplemental figures on display. Oh, good lord, Uh, The animated dolls were designed and sculpted by Blaine Gibson. We need to talk about that person. I love them all so much. And lastly, Walt was personally involved with Gibson's, he's the original Imagineer, uh, development of the doll's facial design. Um, each animated doll is completely identical in size and shape. Well, now I need like another tall brew after that. <laughs> I know, as everybody's thoroughly wasted. <laughs> so there's a lot of heavy hitters in the design of this ride. Another thing I love about it, um, it's a sw- small world makes the list of the top 10 rides with the most outrageously high ride capacity. It theoretically can do 3,000 people per hour operationally. It should be, but operationally, it tends to do about 2,800. Still huge. Nothing yeah, that, small about that this. That is a people eater. It's a people eater. Um, this is largely due to the 24-person boats cruising at a steady 1.1.5 miles per hour, loading and dispatching boats with total rhythmic efficiency. More than 256 million people have experienced this ride. A quarter of a billion people have yeah, this song a lot of people. stuck in their head. They do. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys some interesting facts before we share our initial thoughts with this, with that song. Um, when the ride first opened at Disneyland, Walt invited kids from around the world to come and help dedicate it. They each brought a container of water, yeah, thank you for drinking, from rivers and seas of their native lands and added it to the flume uh, of the ride. The earworm of the song is really the lesser of two evils. The first prototype of the ride included a cacophony of national anthems all running together as you sailed from nation to nation. The effect was more melting eardrums than melting pot, and Walt knew it. So he asked the Sherman Brothers to come up with a single song. What they created, of course, was that song. The most haunting song of all time. And lastly, there are a few little surprises in each room. For instance, every room has a moon and a sun somewhere within. Paying tribute to the lyrics, there's just one moon and one golden sun. In the room that represents Africa, a string of purple leaves resemble the classic tricircle Mickey head silhouette. I love that. And my favorite fact is, and if it's true, is that one doll in each of its small world, each of the small world rides is made to look like Mary Blake. <laughs> so what is everybody's initial memories I, i'd like to, to go back to childhood because they change it changes over time here ryan um what 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 are your thoughts on it's a small world. i just remember like um going on it and and being like just like blown away more and more as you go through it so like you know like when you start it like builds like in scale in crescendo you know like and all of a sudden you're in like this like paper jungle with like sure. with like you know all these origami <laughs> animals and like the the graphic design of this whole thing is just so it was just so overwhelmingly cool. Uh, it's like a coloring book come yeah, to life. Yeah. And I I like you know, I think everybody has like a kind of a hate love relationship with this. Um cuz it's like it's boring and it's slow, but it's like also adorable and like 
and so Disney, like so very Disney and wholesome. Sure. Like, you know, like it's it's good to have a little wholesome in your life every like once, like every 10 years or so, you know, every now and yeah. again. Now, Mike, when we ask our guests what ride they want to talk about, everyone always says the classics like Splash Mountain and Haunted Mansion. But we go for the little nugget of something that's not as popular as those. And you said Small World. So I want to know why you chose this ride and what are your initial thoughts on it? I'm looking to get people to help me burn it to the ground and I need (laughs) help. Uh, No, I think, like as you guys were saying, it's such a Disney staple and it's one, it's a ride that uh, a newborn can go on. So like, yeah. I think uh, it's one of the oldest rides that I remember. But with that being said, it, I don't even think it's changed, which is part of the, the magic and nostalgia. But at the same time, I, I hate to sound like a racial grandparent, but let's move on, guys. Or maybe <laughs> not. I don't know. Uh, the racial grandparents want people to move on. I feel like they want it to stay that's the same. What it, yeah. I think you mean... I want to think you mean a, a loud millennial. Yeah, yeah a loud millennial. <laughs> I want to burn it to the ground. And it's just all the, it's so spooky. It's like Chuck E. Cheese on Happy Pills. Yeah, sure. totally. You know, when you said that it hasn't changed, I had, as, re- as researching this ride, I thought about that a lot. And I think that the Disneyland one should stay the same. That- because that one's got historic, um, like historic elements to it. It was from the original World's Fair, but I do think that the one in Magic Kingdom and all the other ones, there's so many ways to plus this ride. We can talk about it a little later on, but I think the boats need to be redone. I think the scenes need to be more vibrant. Like, I don't know if you've seen them at other. I'm pretty parks. sure that, that California other... does. They they plus theirs. Um, so they do a Christmas right. I loved it. I went on it at Christmas time. It was absolutely stunning. And then they also, I think they add they added characters. Uh, you know, like if you are, like the character in their their original location. So like, uh, Aladdin is in Agrabah, or yeah, that's. I feel like they need to integrate. Like you have Coco in Mexico. Yeah. And so they've done that. They've they've frozen. they've started doing that. And like they're they're uh, small world robot versions of the characters. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Roboto. Even uh, um, Shrek, like when they go to the amusement park and there's like that really creepy display up front, that's what always reminds me of It's a Small World. Are you talking about that thing at Universal where it's like at the the shop that has Shrek's head at the top of it? No, in the movie. um, In Shrek, when he goes to the castle. Yeah, they even even, uh, spoof the Small World. Yeah. The song like and everything. That's what it seems yeah. like. Yeah. It's just like those uh, military guys. Like, <laughs> like I'm watching yeah. I'm watching it right now. I have the ride up. I pulled it up and I'm watching it in a point of view in real time. And it's not a good ride. <laughs> no. You use this ride to cool off. You're like, man, it's hot. I've been walking all day. My feet hurt. Let's let's hop in here and take a snooze. Like my Disney has a lot of those rides. Have you guys seen the Family Guy episode where they um they made fun of small worlds no like it was supposed to be that like they were like children being trafficked like it was really dark that's what it feels like it just feels like there's no adults in this giant world and it makes me uncomfortable yeah little lord of the flies yeah children of the course piggy where's piggy piggy's dead (laughs) 
I remember not, um, we never loved this ride, but we also didn't like hate it, but I don't know if we went, it wasn't a must do as a child. So, but I remember like, ah, sometimes we would go on it. Like, but it was never like anybody walked up going, I'm glad that we spent 15 minutes on that ride. Like, It's just a lot of real estate. It's long. It's long. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that when we, we start to drink the ride. Um, I'm ready to drink the ride Ooh, if, if cool. you guys. Yeah, are. Uh, I'm. I'm now settled. My stomach is settled with our Imagineer uh, drinkathon, and I'm ready to 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 get some Emmy. So I'll explain the game. Uh, we're going. To, if I, we want everyone to play along at home, um, we are going to play here. Ryan is going to record our scores. Right, I'm ready. <laughs> and uh, what we do is uh, we. It's a drink the difference game. So if a category has five points and you give it three points, just drink the difference, like two sips or two seconds. The shittier the ride, the drunker you get. We have a feeling that we might have some people that can't drive after this one. (laughs) Let's play. Drink that ride. I mean, that puts you in the mood <laughs> for something. I don't know for what. Something. <laughs> uh, the f- so- I'm in the mood for something. It's got vodka in the killing your parents. <laughs> <laughs> so we start at the start, the first category. I didn't tell you what all the categories are. There's cue, length of ride, thrill level, and immersion. That is the technical categories. And then we go on to the fun category. There's a total of 50 points to be had. Um, the cue is worth five. Length of ride is five. Thrill level is five. Immersion is 10. Fun level is 25. So we're getting a zero. We start at the okay. start. We start at the start. We start a queue. We're talking about the Magic Kingdom version here. And the boarding queue here was built inside. And the three-dimensional facade that's seen outdoors in other Disney parks was instead located on a smaller scale in the far back wall of this one. The clock lacks the parade of wooden dolls and the other parks have and instead goes straight to opening to a central pair of doors to reveal the time. It's definitely less underwhelming than any the Disneyland one or any of this them. This queue should go away. It's bad. It's bad. It's, bad. it's, it, it's, it's like it's it's all the um, the turnstiles, like the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There's screaming little kids everywhere, as there should be, I suppose. But like, get them out of my way. I also hate the massive, but I think it makes sense because it's like Mike said, it's a ride that you could go in with an infant. It's like a massive stroller park, like directly. Nothing about it is like appealing. It's like you, the first thing you see is this massive stroller park when you walk up to the ride. Then you go into it and you see this underwhelming wall that doesn't give you that like, ah, that the other, the Disneyland one is like an attraction on its own. Oh, yeah. Exterior. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a painted wall that's just like, eh. Yeah, it's a painted wall. It's like some glitter thrown on it. It does look like an <laughs> arts and crafts project. I know there's a lot of thought put into it, but it's not. It doesn't It doesn't do it. It's not as bad of a cue as like a teacups because it has something. I don't know. I, I think that the you know, teacups, you're, all, you're outside and everything. I think I probably like teacups as a cue better than this. Okay. This is rough. 
I'm gonna give it the cue. I'm gonna give the cue a two. I'm going two. Mike, how about you? What, what do you think? Uh, what do you think for the cue out of five? Out of five? Yep. You can't go zero. By the way, you have to give it a score. I, one to five. Honestly, I've never seen it packed. Like no one's ever on this ride. Well, it also eats a lot of people. Yeah. So I, I like it because it's uh, you could just run on and it's like oh yeah because the ride's already long enough. I'm gonna give it four. Wow. Okay. Wow. Oh wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Yeah, right. Is a four? Is that like a four is good? Look, there's nothing to do. You're just it literally is just metal back and forth, but it's just fast because no one likes it. So you Dif- like the you like the cue because there's not a cue. Yeah. <laughs> different strokes for Whereas, different like, strokes, right? If so. you go to if you go to other rides, like there's more now nowadays they're getting like interactive. Oh yeah. So there's like games, yeah, there's bands phenomenal. playing. Like, all right, you guys talk. I'm gonna do a two as well. This no, is, no. You be you, do you want to do a four? It's very. interesting. I didn't think about the actual. If I had to wait an hour, I would kill one of the kids. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a two. I think it's interesting what you just said that you actually get a little annoyed with the involved cues because you just want to get on the ride. I, yeah, I, no, I appreciate them, but at the same time, it's like Mr. Disney should stop selling so many tickets. Okay, I'm spending eight million dollars to bring the kids. Let me have a goddamn day. Well, you got your wish because that's that's what's going on right now. <laughs> oh yeah, thirty percent capacity, baby. Just wait till it opens and they charge double. Thanks, guys. Oh. Uh. The- uh, the one like Ryan? redeeming factor about this queue is that it, it like it turns into like the world's biggest uh, like Trevi fountain where people are throwing coins at stuff, and there's like a lot of little little like ledges of the plywood <laughs> that I've tried to like get coins to stick onto um, over the years. Yeah, and like that's a, like a pretty fun little game on the side, but uh, but they didn't mean for it to be like that, and um, and that's the only redeeming factor for the line. So I'm giving it a one. Okay, so Ryan, you will drink four, and Michael and I will drink three. Bottoms up. That's good. That's a good stuff. All right, length of ride. This is a 14-minute ride at Magic Kingdom. There's longer versions that are 15 minutes, and there's shorter versions that are 12 minutes. This one is 14 minutes. That song for 14 minutes. Which doesn't say. That is 14 minutes too long. Yeah. Don't you mean a it feels longer. It should. This yeah, whole thing it, it, is just. It feels longer. You, you know, when you're growing up, when you're in school as a kindergartner, and they're like, "Everyone's different, but we're the same." Uh, thank you. I know that now. I don't need a 14 minute ride to tell me that. Sorry, I'm so ir- I hate this ride. <laughs> <laughs> Happiest place on earth, my yes. So, Mike, you get to give it a score between one being the worst. Five being the best, the 14 minutes length. How do you feel Ugh, about it? I feel poorly about it. If that's how they could jazz it up, if they put a speedboat and you're just, <laughs> yeah, that would be kind yeah. of cool. And all the different countries came at you with like their war. <laughs> like you're trying to drive through these countries as, you know, some of the like littler countries that are just tribes are throwing rocks. But, you know, like Russia, they got the tanks and shit. That'd be more, more my speed. Okay, so what are you going to give it on a one to five? Uh, for the length, I'll give it a two. Okay, um, Ryan? I uh, I kind of disagree. I think that this is like a really nice, long, relaxing, 
um, you know, the, the song gets in your head because it's great, right? And uh, I don't think I want to see it get any shorter. Um, I'm going to say that it's like a four. Ten minutes would okay, ten minutes is a good compromise. Ten minutes would be fine, but fourteen's better. Oh. Um, I loved this ride when I went on it in Disneyland, and it was completely they completely change everything. They make it a completely a Christmas boat ride, and you don't the Small World song isn't playing. Does it actually it's, snow? No, Give it but a one. they're playing like Joy to the World and like fun Christmas songs. It's the only time I really loved the ride. Um, and the only time that the length of it didn't bother me when I get to about the nine or 10 minute mark, I start to get annoyed. I want to get off. And I, I always feel like when you're starting to edge up to that, like, end, there's like five boats in front of you and you're just like, but then they say, you like, you know, it's in a different language and it's not. Yeah. But it's written on like poster board. It's not, it's not done well. Uh, I'm going to give the length of this ride. Two. A two. That poster board cost them like mm. $3 million and you're giving it a two. I get it. Fine. When we went in October, <laughs> someone on our boat, when we passed Mexico, they go, Trump, build a wall. Someone yelled that. That's ridiculous. Oh, oh they nice. They should have gone to the, Fantastic. the hall of and yelled it. Um, this is why we have shouldn't have these parks in the okay, south. So that's, uh, okay, that's, so that's what, one, what did one everybody... for me. Three for Adrian and three for Mike. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Next up is uh the thrill. <laughs> the thrill. Now we have to admit that this ride is scary in a creepy way. <laughs> There's something unnerving about this. Like it does, like we were saying, it does feel like, you know, children, you know, held against their will to forever sing a song on a loop. So is it is it what does it score for everybody on a one to five for the thrill of this ride? Seven. Um, <laughs> I think for like we said, infants yeah, can I, go I on. I think this that you know ride. when you when you explain to somebody that a ride is family friendly and like safe for all ages and not thrilling, this is the ride you use as an example. So I'm gonna go with a one. It's got to be a one for me as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I feel the same way. It's The thing about it is because it's so long and you keep going into new rooms, you see that exit door and every time you're like, it's over. And then it's like, nope, it's Japan. <laughs> oh, there it is. It's exactly. Over. Nope, it's Guatemala. Um, and after a while, I just start getting confused and I feel racist because I'm like, I thought I saw the Dominicans already. Oh, no, that's Mexico or that's Peru. Or, I'm like, everyone like come on the worst is the irish one because they literally give them like one little stand and it's green and that's the that's and irish. So many yeah, that it's are very like asian it's fine I, they can <laughs> consolidate a lot of them where it's like here's some italians they might be puerto rican we don't know are you talking about yeah. yourself <laughs> but the the thrill factor is that um People just want to identify their their heritage. So people are like, oh, wow, uh, look, it's Indonesia. I'm Indonesian. And that's kind of thrilling to feel uh, united. Sure. So I'm going to give it a one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Four scores. Four Several sips. Do you guys ever see Midsummer? That horror movie? Yeah. 
that's what this ride reminds me of because it's all just smiling little blonde-haired people that are gonna kill you. It's it's a pretty that's that's pretty good. Yeah, they're all like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the last of the technical categories is immersion. This includes sights, sounds, and ride vehicle. You have to give this ride some points for sounds. It has the earwormiest of the earworm songs on it. The ride vehicle sucks, and it's a way that could totally plus this ride. should have like a, a more fantasy land level boat not some blue lifeboat that could easily be like on the long island sound it's i kind of like to think of it as a lifeboat and like we've capsized you know near any of these countries and this is what it would look like as they they shout right. at us from the the side and no country will help you it literally is the boats that they're on in titanic no what? country will help I mean? you you're just going through this river like please stop i don't get why they don't like <laughs> make each boat kind of like here's an italian gondola Here's a, That'd be a great idea. Yeah. gondola. I don't know the other I don't know the other <laughs> gondolas, but yeah. everything's attached. Yeah, that would be funny to have Polish. different it's different sinking. rides like, for different like like Vikings have ships. Like it should be like a, a Swedish ship or I don't know. Are Vikings sweet? Whatever. And for Mexico it can be a that burrito. Would be fun. Yeah. Or a pinata. That would be yeah, fun. a sushi boat. I love yeah. it. Let's do it. Ooh, it looks like ice. Let's do it. Let's fix the ride. So, um, yeah, I mean, immersion, this is a 10-point category. You are immersed in this ride to such a level that it's just the same thing just keeps happening just with different outfits. Rinse and repeat. Um, and, and when you guys were mentioning, like, these are lifeboats, I'm like, if we really were drowning on this ride, there'd just be little children singing, like, has a anyone, happy song. Has anyone died drowned. on it? Oh, probably no. though right probably like somebody like, <laughs> I have it they, they just need to update the outfits too I feel like you know you have like Muslim women that are like it's like come on it's 2020 they can skateboard nowadays right um and and all the guys <laughs> have the same 80s like Dutch haircut never goes out of style Mike never goes out sure. of style that is true <laughs> well, I mean look at yourself right now so what is everybody giving this on immersion out of 10 points? Are you immersed in it's a small world? Does it really feel like a small world or is it a long, you know, you slow know, like world? Those, uh, those dark rides, those Disney dark rides where like you go in and you, you know, you, you go in through like the tiny little door up front or whatever. You hop on your little boat and you go in and like the room is huge. And then you go into like another bigger room and then a bigger room. And then you, like you just there's it's like an incomprehensible amount of space that they have found a way to stuff with little robots and that's like that's so cool to me like that's always been like my favorite thing like the outdoor indoor thing and like the big space thing and uh i think they do it really really well here considering that they were doing it with like paper mache and and origami and uh and then that song you know you can't you can't beat the the Sherman Brothers song, uh, as far as immersion goes, uh, you do come out feeling like united with the world. You know, it's not until like, like if you go in the morning, it's not until like after lunch until you like have your first racist thought. So, uh, <laughs> I would say that like, I'm a, I'm a seven. I think it's very immersive. I think that's a yeah. good number. 
yeah, it's, it's very so crazy. long that you you definitely feel like you've been through it and you've traveled the country. I wish the the ceiling did more. Oh, the ceiling is atrocious. Like it's literally, it doesn't even look like the, it. You could see like the pipes. Should, you know how like some there. casinos, like Caesars or whatever, like if you look up, the ceiling looks like the day sky. Or sure. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm in Italy. They should do something like that. It's just a dark ride. I definitely think it's immersive, but I think the fact that, uh, like, you feel like you're in every country, but it seems so simple that everything looks like a school project. Yeah. Like, someone's Man, mom has three friends. pairs of scissors that cut shapes, and every room is that same thing, just with different colors. Mrs. Blair, can I have the crayons? Yeah. And glitter. Yeah, but it definitely is immersive. <laughs> I'll give it a six. I'm going to give it a seven, just like I was going to do that, but I didn't think we could give the same. Oh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> All right, so... um. Mike, you will drink four. Ryan and I will drink three. And then he will tell us how the scores are in the technical categories. Okay. So uh, right now I am at 13 uh, out of uh, out of 25. Uh, Adrian, you're at 12 out of 25. And Mike's at 11 out of 25. Okay. That sounds... So it's it's doing it right, right in the middle. middle. Every room looks like a bad Etsy room... project. <laughs> it's like a real bad Etsy project. There's like some really legit Etsy stuff out there right now. Um, so now this is what we like to say is the point where the game can change. This is the final category. It's a fun level. It's worth 25 points. And what we're trying to find out here, if you're playing along at home, is... Did Disney do its job? Did you walk off of this ride? They're selling fun. Did they deliver the fun? Yes or no out of 25 possible points. I will start with my talented co-host, Mike Salona from the past. <laughs> no, I was kind of Ryan. hoping that you would go with Mike first. Uh... Okay, well, Mike can go first. Um, well, it's hard to judge because... I think when it opened up, this is phenomenal. You're like, wow, we're moving on a real boat through the world. It was yeah. from the 60s, um, yeah. And now it makes more sense because a lot of this stuff is psychedelic. It's very uh, rotorized or whatever it's called. Like, there's just things on loop. Everything's on a loop, spinning. Um, sure. So, I mean, I think it does what it does. It, it's, it's a good enough ride that it's still open. If I think Disney is like the Illuminati. They know what people like, and if pe it's a cult, we we we've, I, we we oh. were indoctrinated. If people as children, weren't we into know. it, they, it would have been taken down long ago. So it's not for me to judge. I'm keeping an open mind. I don't like it. I'll go on it, but you know, if it's a long day and someone's like, "Let's just go home," I'd be fine to just go home. Uh, this out of twenty five. Out of twenty five, yeah. I'm going to give it, uh, it's hard. I want, I'm going to give it 10 of those points for when it started. Uh, and then I'm going to add for net. I'm going to go for the past. That's 15 points. And then the other 15 is coming from present day. I'm going to give it a uh, 17. Okay. okay. Oh, wait. Out of oh, 25. No, I added wrong. I went out of 30 points. I'm so dumb. Um, I'm going to give it. <laughs> I'm going to give okay, it, we're uh, what's half of 25? You're like 12 and 12 in your head. 
I'm going to give it a 13. Uh, 13. Okay. Um, I will go next. I'm, yeah, I'm having time, a time. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, I've said this about other rides. This ride isn't for me. That's such a nice... It's, um, not, you, it's not even it's for... Me. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> Um, it's not for me. It's like you said, it's from a bygone era. We're talking about a ride that was probably considered amazing in the sixties. Uh, this is 2020. This is, you know, it's nearing up on a century later. Um, so, and I think there's a piece of history there. I think some really really talented people worked on this. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's like coming up on, you know, the a century yeah, and dog in, years. in like it's another 40, years. 50 cool. years. Well, um, it's a century in animatronic years. So I think that this ride out of a score of 25, I think the fair thing to give it for fun level 14. Okay. Is a 14. Okay. So Are you talking about the dates, it is interesting that the people that built it, like you know, we're going through the are dead, going through such bad racism <laughs> and stuff like that in the country. You would think they would make this ride now and be like, "Hey, look, everyone's the same in the world." Because I feel like my parents love, like, oh, we love old school Disney, but I'm like, you guys are like racist now. So, do you really like this ride? Like, I don't know. I'm so it's so interesting. Totally, yeah. There. Um. So, what are you I, thinking, Ryan? Uh, I think that what they were able to create is like a timeless artistic style that had really never been uh, portrayed to the world before. Um, And I think has subsequently like taken, taken over. Like there is an art style that's based off of this now. Um, And, and then I also think that, um, you know, love it or hate it, that song, uh, you know, permeates, for me, it's you know, Disney as a whole and and us like as uh, as fans of it. I like I don't like that I'm going to give it this number, but like I think that Mike was kind of on on board before uh, or on the right track before when he said 17. I think I'm going to go with 17 because it's like I've never walked off of this thing and been oh. pissed off. You know, I I think like I like to make fun of it and and all that, but it's actually like a really special little thing or not even that little it's a special big thing okay it's steamboat it's steamboat okay so there's a place for it sure exactly yeah i i agree with that i think that's i think that's great uh so so while ryan's uh telling the scores uh ryan you're gonna drink eight i am going to drink i don't remember what i gave this ride i give it a 14 i'm gonna drink 11 mike you are drinking 12? You give it a 13 or 12? Start drinking, baby. <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, let's look at some tallies. All right, so this is all out of 50. Uh, our guest, Mike, is at 24 out of 50. Adrian's right Ooh. above the halfway mark at 26, and I'm coming in at a smooth 30, giving us a total. Okay. Uh, a total average of uh, 26 and a half. 
Okay. I think that that's, I mean, it's probably a little, you think it's a little low? We came in a little low? I'd give it a 27 out of 50 total. Yeah. <laughs> so I think then we're good. And it's definitely not the worst ride. Our, our current lowest ride is the railroad at 19 points. And the highest is still Tower of Terror at 48.5 Yeah, that was not a big points. drinking episode. Um, um, How long would you guys wait for this ride? What's the maximum amount of minutes that you would Half wait hour. to Ooh. go on this ride? No, not even. No, not even. 15. Half hour? I'm walking by. I'm walking by if it's more than 15. 15. Yeah, I would. I would say if it's more than fifteen, you got to keep going, because you're if you're walking from the back of the park, you're on your way to the haunted mansion. You're like, ah, all right. Yeah, I, fifteen minutes. I mean, you're walking down that thoroughfare, and you have you have Peter I'll go Pan twenty minutes to your left, and yeah, and small world to your right. Like, I mean, my eyes are probably going to towards Peter Pan, <laughs> no matter what. So yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. And is it a must do when yes, you go to the park? That's what sucks. I think we've had like a couple of these where it's it's not like look, if you go often, like you do not need to go. Like you definitely don't need to go. But if you've never been before, you yeah, you t- totally need to experience it. I would say that it's almost as uh iconic as when you go there and it's like, we gotta take a picture in front of the castle. You you have to go yeah, on this it's, ride it's a... to realize how much better everything else is. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. So um, at this point, we like to assess our level of drunkenness on a scale of baby Yoda to regular Yoda. How drunk is everybody in a Disney character? I'm Dumbo because my ears feel swollen from hearing this song so much. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm, uh, what am I? Maybe like a, uh, like not Pongo or Perdita, but like, who was the, like, was it John? What was the, what was the human that was just like, like flustered after dealing with all those dogs? He looks like a John. Yeah. He's John. He's a John. (laughs) You know, if it wasn't his real name, then, you know, he probably acted as a John somewhere. Uh, yeah, I'm him. All right. Mike. Uh, this ride makes me yawn, and because I've been drinking, I started yawning. I'm sleeping beauty. Beautiful, and you look beautiful with your bridal ears. Hi. <laughs> um, okay, so that's our show. We'd like to thank the amazing Mike Salona for joining us. <laughs> You'll definitely be back again, Mike. You can follow Mike on Instagram at Manny Cox. That's M-A-N-N-Y-C-O-T-T-S. Or if you want to see his comedy dates in the future or anything he's doing, uh, MikeSalonaComedy.com. The Dark Ride is presented by Drunk Distory and available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are sold. The show is free, but you can always pay us by simply liking and subscribing, giving a five-star rating and review, or just telling a Disney Parks-loving friend to listen. Also, please follow us on Instagram for lots of great Disney Parks content at Drunk Distory. Email us questions or shoutouts, drunkdistory at gmail.com. Thank you all for joining and playing along at home. Cheers, everybody.